0: I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Zosia and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy.
1: What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy.
0: And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched The
2: Goonies. Warner Brothers put out this live action adventure film in 1985. It's rated PG and has a runtime of one hour and 54 minutes. Some other movies Warner Brothers put out around this time were The NeverEnding Story and Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
1: Girls, what would you say this movie's about? Zosha?
0: A group of children who find treasure.
1: Very nice. How about you, Amelia? Anything to add to that?
0: They find skeletons, too.
1: They do find skeletons, too. This movie's about a group of kids, just like Zosha has said, and they're a day away from losing their neighborhoods and having to move. But after discovering a treasure map, they set off on a quest consisting of booby traps, explosions, and a pirate ship to save their homes.
2: Some familiar faces and voices in this movie. Mikey is played by Sean Astin. This was his very first movie. He is Dave an Encino Man. I know him the most. I think everybody knows him the most as Samwise from the Lord of the Rings franchise. He was the voice of Shazam in four DC animation projects. And he voiced Raphael in five TMNT projects. However, the most recent big thing you might have seen him in is in season two of Stranger Things. Brand is played by Josh Brolin. This was his very first movie as well. He plays young Agent K in Men in Black 3, Thanos in the MCU Marvel films, and Cable in Deadpool 2. Data is played by Key Huey Kwan. He has Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, George Fan in Finding Ohana, Wayman Wang in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Obi in the Loki series. Francis is Joe Pantoliano. He is Bob King in La Bamba, Norby in Baby's Day Out, and he has various voices in Cats and Dogs, Racing Stripes, and SpongeBob SquarePants.
1: The director of this movie is Richard Donner. He directed the Superman movie from 1978, which a really cool fun fact is that Sloth wears a Superman t-shirt in this movie, so that was pretty cool. He also directed Radio Flyer and Timeline. And then the writers of this movie are worth mentioning. One of them is Chris Columbus. He's behind Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Harry Potter, which we just watched. And then another writer is Steven Spielberg. I always mention him as this little indie director who made E.T., which we also just talked about, Indiana Jones, and Jurassic Park.
2: All right, Daddy, so what do you think? Are there any lessons that can be taken away from this movie?
1: I do, and one of them in particular is like, the class system in this movie is to not be stingy. Don't be greedy. There's people in this movie that are super like just stuck up. Troy. Yes, Troy and his dad. They think that they're better than everybody because they come from money or they're going to be taking over these houses and all these other kids in this movie. This is all they have. They have their friends and their neighborhood and their schools and they're going to have this taken away by the rich snobs. So yeah, one of the lessons is don't be snobby.
2: I agree with that. You should take away to to be kind to others no matter what class that they come from. Mm. Um, but on a less serious note, my lesson is that 80s parents are wild, man. <laughs> These kids disappear for an entire day. They're just doing whatever they want, running in and out of people's houses. Like, don't get me wrong. When I was younger, yeah, it was like the early 2000s. But we still ran in and out of each other's houses. But we didn't just disappear for hours on end. I was I certainly wasn't under the town in tunnels.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, I had said earlier that Steven Spielberg was one of the writers for this, and he also wrote and directed E.T., which also has a bad mom, so it shouldn't surprise us.
2: And I'm not saying that 80s moms were bad moms. It was definitely a different time. It's just for today's standards, we're like, what is going on? I couldn't imagine leaving my kids just unattended for hours on end.
1: No, not at all. And speaking of those kids, did you have a favorite character out of any of these kids?
2: I did. I really liked Mikey. I think Sean
1: Astin Mm. nailed
2: it. But Mikey just has such a kind heart. He never gives up. And he's just silly and dorky. But he owns it. He knows who he is. He loves his friend group. He still loves his brother, even though he's like, oh, you know, this tough guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I just really relate to Mikey.
1: Brand is great as well.
2: He is. He's a good older brother.
1: He is. He he's, he sticks up for him and he just comes out of nowhere. You think that he's gonna be scolding Mikey and he does at first, but he's right behind him the entire time. So they have a good dynamic.
2: So I feel like I have to look up if Steven Spielberg has an older brother because that goes back to E.T. E.T. Ooh. had an awesome older brother in it and so did this movie.
1: Very true.
2: Who was your favorite character?
1: My favorite character was Data. I've always loved his character from the first time I saw this movie, and it was just, I was never a James Bond fan, and James Bond is very much who he tries to be like with making gadgets and yes. stuff in the movie, and I just always thought that his gadgets were so cool. Even though they'd be silly and they don't really work all the time for him, I just always thought he was he was clever.
2: He was going to go somewhere one day, that's for sure. Those gadgets may have started off silly, but one day you're like, Data's going to rule the world, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Was data in any of your favorite scenes or parts of the movie?
1: Yeah. Data is definitely in one of my favorite parts. So my favorite parts of this movie were always the booby traps that happen. Yeah. Um, so the first one is like those rocks that fall from the ceiling. Spoilers people. Um, <laughs> And then they also go to the piano playing and the piano playing was super creepy because there's no way that I would ever get through any of that.
2: No, it's stre- you feel the stress off Andy too. And she's like, guys, I took piano when I was, I think she said she was three or four. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hats off to you. Cause I'd be like, I know face, but I don't know what keys that is. I just remember face from the inside of music reading. I would, I'd be gone.
1: I don't even know faces. I feel like you just made that up right now. I fall
2: like, no, like the inside of the music readings, you know how there's like four lines. I know it's F-A-C-E
1: oh okay got But you. i don't
2: remember if it's up or down so yeah no i would be i would fall to my death
1: and then there's the triple stones booby trap where they like put this key into the wall and they turn it counterclockwise and then data falls but he uses one of his gadgets and it's the it's the uh teeth the chattering teeth and they grab on and see bungees <laughs> they save him yeah so that part was always one of my favorite parts as well and yeah that was data how about you did you have a favorite part or a favorite scene I
2: did. So it has all of them in it. But Mikey says the best quotes, and I think it's one of the the best quotes of this movie, is when they hit that point where they find the wishing well. Mm. And they're all like, oh, these are someone else's wishes. Don't touch them. Like, that's a very heartfelt moment. But when Andy is about to go up to Troy and they're going to try to get him out of the well and he goes, no, it's our time down here. And he gives like this heartfelt speech of like, this is all we got. We need to help our parents Come tomorrow, this is gone. The goondocks are gone. Goonies are gone. And um, he gives the speech, and you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And then the wishing well bucket gets to the top, and Troy sweaters in it. And he (laughs) screams,
0: Andy! You goonie!
2: She's like, Yup. She fully commits to all those misfits down in the well, and they continue on their treasure map journey. And it's just such a sweet moment between all these neighborhood kids that are bonded are friends and they don't want to lose that because if they all move away they're never going to be goonies again
1: that is a very good scene it's very heartfelt
2: it is and now that you know you're a parent you're just like you go for the heartfelt things now
1: (laughs) so parents i don't remember the first time i saw this movie but i had to have been extremely young because i don't remember a time that i don't know this movie i've just always loved it and it's a classic Basically, if you liked any of the Indiana Jones movies, you'll probably like this movie because it's Indiana Jones for kids. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Some positives of this movie, the cast is very lovable. There seems to be a type for everybody to love, and they're all decent kid actors for that time. Like and said, there's a few characters who this is their very first movie ever.
2: And you wouldn't have been able to tell by watching this movie.
1: No, not at all. Like Ki Hui Kwan... Just won a Best Supporting Actor for uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. He's an amazing actor. He's still. These people are still killing it today. They're still in the biz. They are. And then something else I really like about this movie are the sets. The old restaurant with the scary basement. All the different tunnels with the booby traps. The giant pirate ship are all just so detailed and to really add to the story.
2: That that pirate ship cave is just amazing. Every time I'm like, I want to jump off the plank into the water. That looks like a fun day.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Our friend Adam just posted on their Does It Hold Up website a did you know fact about that pirate ship and how Steven Spielberg and Richard Donner kept it a secret. They didn't want the kids to see how massive this pirate ship was. And it was all genuine reactions from these kids. So it shows that these sets were amazing. Attention to detail gets you everywhere. Very much so. Some negatives though. I'm not sure if it's a writing or a pacing issue, but it takes about 45 minutes, half the movie, before they actually get to the treasure hunting portions. I get that it needs to have the setup of they need money and who the characters are, but it's half the movie. Another big negative is the bullying. I'm sure mommy's going to address some of this in a moment, But the truffle shuffle scene, which happens to be one of the most iconic scenes in this movie, was one that I loved as a kid, and I watched it this time and I cringed. It was just so rude and I can't believe that they got away with this at that time. As for an age recommendation, like I said, I loved this movie as a kid and I understood it at a very young age, but our girls seemed to be slightly bored with it, especially the first half. And with kids today who typically have parents that screen movies first, I'm going to go with a nine and up.
2: I can agree on the nine and up. And going back to parents screening this movie, if you're on the edge about it, I recommend watching this movie alone beforehand because here's some parental guidance for you. Language is moderate to excessive depending on your opinion. They use the slang term for poop 15 times. There's also a slew of other words, but none of the top words, if you will, are ever said. Violence? Most of this movie is violent. The Fratelli family is vicious towards each other and the kids. There's kidnapping, swords held to throats, guns, threats of dismemberment, the list goes on. However, nothing major is shown outside of the dude in the freezer Chunk discovers. It's mainly threats and near misses. We see our main characters get scraped up and fall, but there's zero gore. Girls, was there anything scary in The Goonies? No, I don't think so. Alright, Zosha. what about you, Amelia? Yeah. What scared you?
0: When Andy was doing the piano, and then she pressed the second piano thing, and then the rocks fell.
2: Yeah, the rock floor fell out from underneath them. And that is scary. Like I had said earlier, that scene gives you anxiety. So although Zosha said that nothing was scary, we did notice that before Sloth is revealed to be a good guy... She was a little hesitant towards him and was kind of like, "Uh, what is that? Because for the beginning part of the movie, he's just shown in the shadows and all he's doing is making noises. And it's really creepy. Like you don't see his face for quite a while, actually. Mm -hmm. And then personally, Mama Fratelli scares me like, no, thanks. That that woman is not anybody I'm looking to square up with. There's also a part where a skeleton is found with its legs crushed and it's covered in nasty insects. It's definitely enough to disturb some kids. Grown-up stuff, alcohol and cigarettes are mentioned or present a few times. Mouth plays a joke on the maid at the beginning of the movie and tells her in Spanish to make sure she separates the drugs. It's, it's funny, but it's like super inappropriate when you think about these kids' age. Also, there's some boy-girl tension and kissing, but nothing explicit. And like Daddy had said, there is a lot of bullying. Most of it is directed towards Chunk, and it's just, it's not nice. It's, it's cringy to watch in 2023, that's for sure cry factor, I don't think there's anything worth crying over, but there are 100% some sweet moments at the end.
1: So Rotten Tomato critics have this movie certified fresh at 77%, which is a thumbs up. And the audiences have it at a 91%, which is also a thumbs up. How do you feel about those numbers, Mommy?
2: Very, very different. Um, But honestly, I can agree with that. I feel like this is more of a fan favorite cult underground following if you will for the goonies so i would expect the audience to be higher than the critics
1: yeah i could see why these numbers are the way that they are but let's see how it holds up in our house Zosha, do you give the goonies a thumbs up a thumbs middle or a thumbs down
0: a thumbs middle
1: a thumbs middle okay amelia
0: thumbs middle
1: all right thumbs middle how are you mommy
2: I'm going to go Thumb's Middle, too. I really like this movie, and I think I'm more on par with the higher audience score because it's enjoyable to rewatch. But yeah, there's that first 45 minutes of the movie you forget about. I feel like that core memory for us is the latter half of the movie. And once you go to watch it as a whole, it kills it. It brings it down a few pegs. You would rather start it halfway through.
1: I agree 100%.
2: What about you? What are you going with?
1: I'm going to go thumbs middle and it's not by much. I almost want to give it a thumbs down because it was just, there was just a lot of parts that I wasn't enjoying. Like you had said, it doesn't get good until the last half. You do need that first half, but that last last half is just a lot more entertaining.
2: Yeah. And it's got good lessons in it. It's got good heart to it. So I think a thumbs down would be harsh, but hey, to each their own. It is your opinion.
1: (laughs) And if any of you would like to add the Goonies to your movie night list, it is currently available across platforms.
0: And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down.
2: And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke, as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that
0: week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye! Bye. Yeah.